Candace and Ariel are not final girls. Candace is second to last at best. And Ariel is probably the killer. This podcast is intended for ghouls, haters, and Wikipedia summary readers. Listen on at your own risk. Welcome to our twisted mind. If it's not a good look, why do I wear it so well? Pardon me, I missed a your pretty face for someone else, but you just have to do because you see it's getting late. Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to Not Your Final Girl from the Aughts. This is Candace. I'm here with my co-host, Ariel. Hi. And we're here today with filmmaker Lashante Wade. How That's you doing? Up. Thanks I'm for hanging out fantastic. with us. Fantastic. Woohoo! Life. Happy you're here. I'm happy to be here. Yes. A, we have a filmmaker today, which is always exciting to talk about some movies that, I mean, are from a particular era. Mm-hmm. But also, we have a we have a cool vampire short film also, which goes along with our last episode. Yeah, we've been we've had vampires on the brain. Nice. Yeah, yeah, actually, it's yeah. very it's very timely. And, and also, you're called... like fresh off a shoot, right? Like you just, uh, yeah, yeah. Is we that correct? Just, yeah, we just finished the breakthrough. It's a short that we just finished, and I'm still tired. I didn't do the <laughs> acting, but I felt like I was in it, dude. I felt bad for my. <laughs> it was like, it was like Shay. It's a lot of dialogue. I was like, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> And then it's like the special effects and the little stunts that we had to do over and over and over again was just exhausting. Oh God. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fun, but exhausting. So I've realized that I'm not young anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to see it though. Yeah, it for big. sure. Yeah. It's super. It, oh, I, I looked at all the footage last night. Yeah. After, while I was trying to make a, called myself making a teaser trailer. Mm-hmm. And um, everything looks so freaking good. I'm like, fuck yeah. Hell so, yeah. I'm super excited about this one. Definitely a step up from the first one. Um, and only going to get better from here on out. Sweet. Well, I thought your first one was really fun. So, yeah, I had fun with that too. I was trying to be a little snippy with it, you know, a little dry humor here and there. Yeah. You know what it reminded me of? It's, this is like a very nerdy thing I'm about to say, but. Um, Candace and I both backed this Kickstarter for a role-playing game, like situate called a uh, conspicuous consumption. It's suburban consumption. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Oh, the conspicuous consumption is the name of our one podcast episode. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Yeah, suburban <laughs> consumption. And yeah, it's that like, was us. <laughs> it's all about kind of like yeah, like suburbia commentary on that, but also like cannibalism or like elements of that. And so, okay, that um, sounds fun. I think you'd be into it, you know, like that, that might be your vibe if, if you, you know, with oh, yeah. Let Them Eat, it really works with that short film. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The short film is called Let Them Eat. You can watch it on YouTube right now. Yeah. And, you and we'll put it in the, 
in our show notes yeah. so people can see it. I hope I'm not giving anything away about it when I say that it contains one of my favorite tropes, which is dead bodies hanging out around a table. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great one. Yeah, Me that's too. true. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's my jam. I'm like, every every script, everybody that knows me knows that when I give them the script that that wasn't, this is like the kitty version of it. This is oh. like, because it starts off pretty brutal and they know that I kind of like dim it down a bit. You pare it down a little bit. <laughs> Damn. I want that NC-17. So, yeah, I want, I want the director's cut. <laughs> yeah, I want the director's cut, please. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Everybody knows if you arrange dead bodies into a little tableau, that's the good shit. <laughs> yeah. I, I said, I told them it's going to happen because it just has to. I need to have at least one film, whether it be a short film or a feature that gets banned in at least two countries. <laughs> oh my God. Love that. Amazing. Goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that has always been a goal. Like, <laughs> I love that aspiration. You can get there. Yeah. Right, leaving you. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you dream, you can achieve. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we have Let the Meat, which is vampire and also about horrors of domesticity and all that, which is also yeah. always a prescient topic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, it's, and it's always, it's like everybody wants to live that sweet, suburban life you know have all mm -hmm. the money live that perfect pick white picket fence and mm -hmm. it's, like, it's not really all it turns out to be <laughs> so. honestly it kind of fits with uh kind of some of the themes of for one of the films we're going to be talking about too that you picked out yeah i feel like it fits with donnie darko a lot mm -hmm. kind of vibes together yes yeah i, like, I love donnie darko i yeah. it's one of those movies that um I always say I understand it, but I don't understand it. I get it, but I don't get it. I love mm -hmm. it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It's... It, but it's weird, mm -hmm. but I love mm -hmm. it. <laughs> You're just kind of thrown off by it. This is funny because um, both our movies in the double feature today are ones that I saw in like around the time period. Like I saw the skeleton key in the theater. We're talking about the skeleton key from 2005 and Donnie Darko from 2001, just FYI. <laughs> and um, so it's kind of funny. It's been funny to revisit both of them in the year 2022. Yeah. I was like, I feel like I was showing my age a little bit with those movies. <laughs> But I, I'm not even gonna lie. I I watched Skeleton Key again. Like that's one of the movies that I watch over and over and okay. over again because I'm just like, this is an underrated movie. Okay, this hell movie yeah, it's so underrated. But it was laid out perfectly from beginning to end. Like it's one of those movies that you have to watch and actually listen to and pay attention to mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. he oh like the um, director put everything little you know. Uh, what do you call them? Easter eggs mm -hmm. the, throughout yeah. the whole movie, and it, I was just like, "That's what I'm. That's what I try and do with my my stuff that I'm bringing out." Yeah, like, you have to pay attention and listen to what's going on and and everything like that. So that's Skeleton Key is definitely one movie that I certainly appreciate from beginning to end, and it's just really fucking good. Like it's really good. 
Damn, I can't wait to get into this. Yeah, we got okay. we got skeleton key expert on our yeah. Okay, cool. So before we get started on these though, Lashante, what is your earliest horror memory? Tell us about your formative horror experiences. Yeah. Ooh. Okay, so I always start with this one because this is the one that got me into horror, which is the bad seed. It's a black and white. Mm. Yeah. And Deep cut um yeah super old no one no one really knows about it but i always tell people to watch it yeah and then um of course the shining is one of my favorites mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i was into scream after the second i kind of like fizzled out of that the first one will always be my my love <laughs> but yeah like those are the those are the kind of films i go for cannibal holocaust is a secret guilty pleasure oh, oh man <laughs> yes okay i have a question did you watch the shining like too young and it was too scary no i feel like that's a I, super common experience i i must have been a really fucked up in the head kid because <laughs> you're like no i loved that it stuff was scary to me you know what was scary to me when i was younger though like super scary to me um what was it the people beneath the stairs or oh yeah, yeah. like that scared yes. the crap out of me for some reason that's like so i just I just thought that was so creepy. Yeah. And the parents were terrifying to me. Like I would have, that was just super terrifying to me. Now that I um, think about it, there definitely some children's media was scarier to me than yeah. like horror movies because it wasn't necessarily supposed to be like, I, mm-hmm. it was it like was I, get, I, I was just like, yeah, exactly. It just hit like a weird, disturbing place. Like the rats of Dude, him. Goosebumps and are you afraid of the dark was scarier back then than, than some of the stuff now? <laughs> yeah, I was definitely afraid of are you, are you afraid of the yeah, dark? Yeah. Um, I was not allowed to the, watch. The Brave Little Toaster is the one that scared oh, everybody. Yeah, I some fucked up shit. All dogs yeah. go to heaven. I also thought was kind of disturbing. Disturbing. Well, yeah, the hell stuff, the demon. Yeah. I was not allowed to watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? And really? I would, yeah, I wasn't allowed to watch any of that shit, but I she would. She wasn't allowed to get scared as a child. Well, because I would scare myself, but I would watch the trailer <laughs> and I would feel fear. Like, I just like, I loved amazing. watching the trailer and I would, I literally like, I still can even hear the sounds of the trailer right now. Like, because I had to soak it up and I'd be like, every time I saw the trailer, mom, please like, let me, nope, nope. You can't watch it. Nope. And she'd make me change the channel when it was about to come on. And it was like <laughs> fucking horrible. blue balls for Total baby opposite. horror like, me. I grew up with my grandparents and my grandma was pretty fucked up. So <laughs> one day we watched scream one day. Yeah. Uh, we came from the theaters and I was asleep and she, I don't know where she got the costume, mm-hmm. but she had the costume and decided she wanted to open up the door and just stand there. Oh I don't know God. how long she was standing there, but I happened to wake up and then I just died. Oh like, my yes. God. <laughs> I love, wow. I love your grandma though. That's like immersive theater right there. Damn. <laughs> the long mean. game. Right. The long game. She played that. And just walks away. And I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> what wow. and the like, next morning she acted like nothing happened she- <laughs> what if she was sleepwalking she's like i don't remember that at all <gasps> damn this is like the the wow her mind that's all i have to say mm-hmm. i don't even my, know this my, one I but my grandma, i love her <laughs> yeah wow yeah that's my childhood amazing god <laughs> Yeah, that's why you weren't Getting scared, scared constantly. <laughs> like, you were trained. Like, you were trained by your grandma. Wow. I was desensitized early. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Wow. Yeah, things like uh, like that movie and Pet Cemetery creep me out too. Oh yeah, you get those little chills. Did you like when you were younger? I mean, like you're a filmmaker now, so was this some of this stuff like I don't know, like when did that kind of get planted in your head as well? Like when were you like, I want to do this, I want to make this stuff. I made. Oh, I'm so embarrassed to say this. I <sighs> made a scrapbook, mm-hmm. and this was in middle school. Mm-hmm. I still have it and <laughs> yes it's I still have it and I had planned on having a film studio and I kind of gave up on that dream when I got into high school because you know you're living life and you don't know what you want to do anymore mm-hmm. and I graduated and went into culinary for a few years um before that I was doing like modeling and behind the scenes stuff, just helping friends out on set, uh, writing here and there, judging horror film festivals for like scripts and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And then, um, like I said, as a culinary, been doing that for over 12 years. So that kind of put a back burner on things for film. Yeah. And um, when COVID happened, I got back into the whole scene, did voice, started doing voiceovers. So that kind of rekindled everything as far as my love for that. And came up on some money and was like, well, I was cleaning and I found the scrapbook again. (laughs) And I was like, fuck it, let's do it. So started Dark Creeds Productions and met the right people. And now we're making stuff and we're trying to do a thing and make shit happen. And so far, so good. Wow, the cinematic moment of finding your... um middle school thing i love yeah i love the exciting incident why the fuck do i still have this (laughs) wow how cool i love that yeah so it was it was very like nostalgia like and just i was just like i still had a love for film and everything i just felt like i wasn't good enough to do anything so i Mm. never jumped into it and Mm -hmm. then when i worked on one of these sag sets as a crafty Mm-hmm. I was talking to one of the set PAs and I happened to know uh, the producer, one of the executive producers also. And he was just like, let me read it. And one of the actors on that set was like, let me read it. And I was like, cause they heard it from all the other people on set talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. So now I'm like super fucking nervous. <laughs> like, <laughs> These guys are reading my shit and they're like, this is awesome. So that was the let them eat one cool so i was like fuck it let's make it you know so we made it and it won a shit ton of awards and hopefully the second one supersedes that so nice damn always good to get confirmation that you can do shit right yeah i'm daniel (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i've been very lucky very blessed to cross paths with the right people that are down to do this with me awesome yeah very cool well so we have our double feature today lashante what made you pick this particular double feature yeah so i was like you saw all the other ones and i was just like these are good these are good these are new but i was mm-hmm. like i haven't seen any like older like good 
scary type movies. Like I, I don't even know if this was, my kid was watching it with me. My kid, he's 13. I had him watch Skeleton Key. Mm -hmm. And so he's like talking through the whole goddamn movie. And I'm like, (laughs) shh, watch it. Just watch. You'll get it. Just watch. So he's watching it. He's watching it. And he's like really into it. So I'm like, this is awesome. So he finishes watching it and he's like, but wait, he's like, so the old people are the young people now? <laughs> it's like, you got to be paying attention for the whole yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah. And maybe you would understand. Yeah. So I had to like, I explained it to him a little bit more and he's like, oh, okay. He's like, yeah, that is good. You know, he's like, That's, that really is good. So I was like, fucking A. So, so he's like I gotta watch it again I was like yeah please do uh-huh. <laughs> but I felt like this was just a good oldie and Donnie Darko nobody really surprisingly not too many people have seen it they hear about it but they don't see it the people that I've talked to at least hmm. so I thought that would be something to rekindle and bring back memories on yeah, you know, I was talking to a friend recently who's not a horror fan, but I told her we were recording today and about the double feature. And she's like, oh, I've heard of Skeleton Key, but I, this is the first time hearing about Donnie Darko. And I, wow, was, like, what? I was like, uh, stop what you're doing. What the fuck? Excuse <laughs> right. me. But you're right. Yeah, I think it's like kind of I mean, it's a cult film for sure. But it's also, yeah, like weirdly under the radar and kind of is not even situated really firmly in a genre. So I feel like maybe that's it part of why. Though. Yeah, I think so too. But I like saw it classified as like fantasy sci-fi. Yeah, and I, was, like, I got a psychological thriller out of it. Yeah, and yeah. Was, like definitely the scenes with Frank are actually really scary. They're kind of horror, like there's a lot going yeah. on. Yeah, so who knows what genre that movie is actually, but we're gonna call it a horror movie for today. Right. For, for our purposes. Yeah. I mean, it is scary. It is scary. And it's a it's a mind tell, fuck, which Yeah, like I tell people all the time, I was like, horror doesn't necessarily have to deal with gore all the time. And no. it's like it's it's really like that scariness. Like I said, the people beneath the stairs, that shit was scary to me. That was terrifying to me, especially right. having to have parents like that. Like that's terrifying yeah. to be like abused on a daily basis like that all day. Like, yeah. you know, like things like that. Like there's definitions of what horror is. So Yeah. That's um, and these are two kind of distinctly ungory horror movies. Mm. I saw Skeleton Key in the theater, so I think I would have been like fifteen or something, and I remember liking it and thinking that the twist at the end was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and watching it now as an adult, I'm like, this movie is so two thousand five. It is like <laughs> just so much. There's so the much. Of like, <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! The flip flops, literally. The flip flops. I literally. know exactly what you're talking about, and yeah, yes, that's um, so much of Kate Hudson's like lower midriff yeah, in this. Yeah, jeans. like very low rise jeans. Her um, answering her bedroom door in her underwear. Oh my yes. god! Like, yes. So we don't do that anymore. Oh, it's twenty twenty two. The fuck. <laughs> yeah, Kate Hudson is um is so difficult in this for me. I'm like, what are you doing? Stop looking at this mess. So I definitely I know why I saw this as a 15 year old in the theater because I loved paranormal, like anything related to ghost kind of movies. Plus, also, this is probably at the time where it was a harder sell um, to see an R rated movie. So generally, Mm. I got to see ghost movies and paranormal stuff more so than like slashers or anything. Yeah. So I did see uh, the first R rated movie I saw in the theater was Ghost Ship. 
um we've established Ooh. this and i was like that was i was like there's no scene and i have to watch it yes oh my god i can't that i love that movie <laughs> yeah but i digress i know um skeleton key is definitely it's got like the vibes that i was really wanting at the mm-hmm, time right mm-hmm. just like and that are still kind of fun some like spooky big old plantation house in louisiana kind of kind of creepy and i don't fuck with hoodoo or voodoo shit like yeah i'm not one to believe in shit like that but that's just like one thing like those are the two things that i won't fuck with like just like the friend was like just like the friend go ahead (laughs) just just like her i'm not scared but i'm not about to fuck with that shit Yeah, her her black BFF, which you have in every early two thousands movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know what is. you did last summer with Brandy. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yes, yes. Yeah, she's there to helpfully explain who do and right. who do. We don't. Oh do my god. <laughs> which like the filmmakers like when I was looking at interviews, they were so proud of themselves for being like we explained the difference between who, like they yeah. d- they felt like they deserved a medal for being like we explained the difference between these two. <laughs> I'm like, oh god sarcastic natalie portman clap good job like way right. to go <laughs> my grandma and your grandma were sitting by the fire my grandma told me oh my god you have a visitor i present miss caroline ellis she works down at the hospice in new orleans you can't talk at all stroke pretty much paralyzing happened about a month ago up in the attic Take good care of my husband. Be good to his house. There are more than 30 rooms in all. For the owner, they made a skeleton key. This will open every door. The key you gave me for the house, there's a door in the attic, it doesn't open. That was their room. They were trying to conjure up hoodoo. You know what hoodoo is? It's magic. Leave it alone. I suggest you leave that house. Can't hurt you if you don't believe. Oh, God. I don't believe. I don't believe. No, I don't believe. It's real. It's all real. So um, I should introduce it properly. The Skeleton Key, written by Aaron Kruger and directed by Ian Softly. A compassionate but skeptical hospice aide takes a job in a spooky old Louisiana house taking care of an elderly man who seems to be desperately trying to escape something. First of all, the, the scene where he's like dragging himself yes very spooky that would have been a sign for me to get him the fuck out of there in myself yeah Yeah. honestly this is like this is kind of a big issue for me with the movie is that kate hudson does not act like a person at any point you're like what are you doing he had so many opportunities to get that man out of there and failed to do it yeah she's just like oh yeah i guess uh this lady just gives him all these mysterious Drinks. yeah you're not asking speak. what's in them no. yeah like, but he's trying she to asked escape. one time and the lady was just like uh violet she goes yeah it was just some herbal remedies okay yeah, she's like oh this, this herbal remedies right? are. 
It's like this but bitch has never no seen sense, Rosemary's baby. No sense Never of take a concoction an old lady made for you. Like, right. It's like at one po- at what point do you stop giving a shit about this dude who's on death's door and like start caring about your own right, life? You leave. Like maybe you need to just get <sighs> the fuck out. You know what I mean? I wouldn't. Like, I wouldn't have been able to leave him, but uh, she cares. Yeah, she, she cares, she Ariel. Can't. Yeah, she keeps. Saying, I wouldn't but have she's been not able doing to leave anything. him. She's I would have useless. knocked her out and dragged him with me. I would have done something to <laughs> yeah. her. Like I would have done something to her. There's you no way I would have like, left him. You wouldn't have left him in the point. fucking garden shed or whatever. When she's like, "Stay here." I'm yeah. like, "God, this poor man." She did literally <laughs> dump him into the shed. He's been through enough. Oh Anyways. my gosh. Yeah, I was just like, "What the fuck?" So like the the lawyer. I would have never told him anything because I'm like, he's been around this woman. He has to know what's up. Right. He's a, he, first, also, he's a lawyer. Hello. Right. Like, so I, I, don't trust, like... I don't trust any, <laughs> I, I don't trust so I was that. Like, I would have never told him about the sheets. I would have never told him anything that was going on. I would have been just planning my, my escape the whole fucking time. But yeah. look, it's, there's uh... no fucking way. And the it's fact Peter that Sarsgaard, he hasn't talked though... and he's drinking this stuff. Like, I was like, there's something I would have, I think I would have put it together way faster than they had intended. Cause there's no fucking way you're going to have me have him take these drinks and then he's not getting any better. Yeah. It's, um, it's funny. Cause this movie is very similar to another film that the screen, the screenwriter wrote, which is the ring. Cause it has, um, oh, I didn't even notice that. yeah. Um, it's literally it's very similar i mean it's like a very competently written film like you mentioned before like there's it's it it does reward like another watch because you do catch things and you see them kind of lay things out in a way that you will not have caught when you first watch it and so it's really kind of fun to do a rewatch but it is funny because it's like uh another horror movie trope which is a uh, dumb white girl just bumbling her way through the f- course of a film. Yes. Yeah, this <laughs> and is... it's like literally the exact same because we got that in the ring and we have that in this movie. That too. is true. Um, at so least stubborn. it yeah, it seems to make I, I don't know. For, I I love the ring honestly very much. Oh, man, same, also same. Super I loved it when it first lady. came out around that time. Yeah. Yeah, now yeah. that I yeah. watch it again, I'm not too thrilled about it. You're not it. feeling oh, really? it, huh? Okay. I watched The Ring recently again, and I thought it was still pretty good. I mean, for one thing, you also just have the, the like, freaky dead people. The freaky dead the people are scary. Thing? Oh, <gasps> yeah. Yes. That, I was like, how the hell did they do that? <laughs> Very <laughs> scary. God, even seeing a still, because sometimes when you see something right. frozen, you're like, that's not that scary. But when I see the still, like, my heart rate kind of goes yeah. up. It's yeah. still scary. Creepy. Yeah. Yeah, so Amber Tamblyn all like. I I guess it doesn't monstered. hit as hard as it did when I was younger when I first watched it. Oh, yeah, I saw that one in the theater too. Honestly, um, it's you theater. Big fan water. of this. Big fan of this guy's work <laughs> with my mom, who um does not like scary movies and also <laughs> loves horses. And there's that really scary scene where oh, the no. horse falls off the boat. Horse. She's like, no! yes. <laughs> oh no. Felt bad about that, but I Aww. thought that was a really scary movie. So, uh, yeah, apparently a big fan of this guy's work um, because, yeah, same writer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like it's just all methodically planned out very nicely. Um, mm-hmm. Like like I had said before, it's just from beginning to end, everything was just placed very mm-hmm. nicely. Like everything, it wasn't like, oh, let me like rewind or whatever. Let me go back and see. It's like you are actually paying attention like a fucking Saw movie. You got to pay attention and mm-hmm. listen to what's going on. So it's just like, 
you're following, you know, the imagery of it and you're also listening to the characters and you're just like, okay, okay, like fuck. It gives like, you all the cl- it gives you all the clues and one thing I do like is when the twist happens, you can kind of piece together the story for yourself, but the film doesn't do that for you. There's no mm-hmm. exposition right. where they, you know, the villains or whatever lay out their grand plan. Yeah. Um, True. You 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 go back and you kind of paint the story in your head and you're like, ooh, that's kind of chilling. Yeah, they don't do the weird flashback thing where they- They kind of give it away in the, when they're talking to her too and she doesn't even catch on. She like, get that's it. the frustrating mm. part. Like, I was just like, oh, she's not paying attention to them. She's <laughs> like, not. Well, because she doesn't, she's dismissive, right? Like she mm-hmm. literally dismisses, um, what is it? Miss Devereaux or what's her name? Uh, Violet. Violet. Mm-hmm. Violet. Yeah. Um, she's like, oh, you really believe in ghosts? Ha, <laughs> idiot. Like, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, even though she's been, like, following all this rattling around that fucking oh. house and, like, opening stuff up with creepy right. keys and finding and the, and the mummified body parts like, and stuff. Like, have some respect. Right. You know? That's all. Yeah. You don't have to believe the mirrors, it. Like, oh, that yeah. didn't set it off for you either. <sighs> like... two, things, two things you have to know about Kate Hudson in this movie is that she cares. And she's also a skeptic. <laughs> she's like those are the two character elements. This is what made me mad about the character. Okay, she only cares because she didn't take care of her father. Yeah, died. Yeah, that's true. That's an important so, background. So now she's trying to make up for what she didn't do. Yeah, well, which by taking care of by taking care of the older guy. And I actually really. I actually really like that for like I actually for I think that's mm-hmm. a kind of smart character development as far as like having someone have like past guilt from like something yeah. with a parent that was really heavy and then like that kind of making like guiding her life choices. Um, that's actually really smart. Like this film, um, in some ways, is a lot smarter than it should be, <laughs> and then in other ways, uh, <laughs> it's in other ways it's not, which I'm sure we'll talk about maybe. But um, yeah. But it's it's a unique kind of film in that way. Like it's it's like wow. Okay, props to you. Like I ha- I don't see yeah. that character development often. It's um, a total like like I said before. I feel like it's a totally underrated movie. Yeah, yeah. This also I feel like there's definitely a heavy um, vibe in early two thousands horror movies where none of the main characters are very likable and bad things are going to happen to them. And mm-hmm. that's like, it's partially like the anticipation it's of it. part of the fun. Yeah. yeah. Like if you watch uh, whatever. I was like, um, oh, is she going to get, is she going to get away or are they going to get away? And I was like, when she lit that cigarette, I was like, oh, oh yeah. So did. good. Which that was another good, like little tell. And yeah, again, it's exactly. a really tight script. It's a really yeah. tightly written script. Yeah. yeah. That's, but yeah, if you look at like whatever cabin fever or I know what you did last summer, that kind of fever. stuff. Look like me too. Yeah, it's all character. It's not like there's like good like relatable characters. They're mm-hmm. all really kind cabin of cabin fever was fucking scary as fuck because yeah, first yeah. of all, you like <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, just, like, it's like kind of relying on like the concepts to bring the horror and not necessarily like any genuine feeling you have for the characters yeah that's yeah. kind of a mean streak i think that there is um where you're just like you don't even care about these people and now we're gonna watch them die yeah i, I kind of i'm down with that especially in this one because mm-hmm. of how the story kind of goes mm-hmm. i feel mm-hmm. like i feel like a lot of the aesthetics of the 2000 early 90s horror needs to come back now mm, the bleak now kind of I see, like 
just jumps a shit ton of jump scares and Mm -hmm. no story develop development whatsoever okay Um, i will say this one does do like back-to-back jump scares or one is because uh for like she wandered into this gas station place this like convenience store which again she she went in there and then there's a jump scare because there's a blind lady and then there's a jump scare because there's a tall black guy standing behind her yeah like you came in here (laughs) you went in there and now you're like oh no a blind lady like what yeah oh no uh, tall black man (laughs) yes literally though and like that's the scare and it's like yeah that's that's an interesting thing about this he's like are you gonna pay for the gas yeah (laughs) like like i'm speaking to you and like oh you don't speak french oh okay 17 dollars (laughs) yeah and it's supposed to be like a scary moment like oh no like yeah that's an interesting well when i saw this this time when i rewatched it for this like us talking now i kept thinking about it in context with get out actually because it feels like get out is almost like an inversion of so can i say something about get out yeah go yeah say it (laughs) (laughs) do it i know everybody's like oh peel this peel that you know he's great but i'm just like "Mm, it was meh Oh, wow. You were not. Okay. Okay. All right. I felt like I liked the only reason why I found it entertaining was because of the friend. The friend's very oh, funny. Okay. He's oh my gosh. I was like, he's like, I told you he was going to be a sex slave. You know, like, yeah, he's funny. <laughs> he was just hooked on that. But I appreciate, I appreciate the visuals and like the whole like underlining story of it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't like the fact that the people that were in the little sunken place mm-hmm. were awkward. Like I felt like their characters could have been developed a like way more than what he had the way he had done it. You're talking about the people that got switched? Like the people yes. who were like body snatched? Mm. Yes. Okay. Okay. I felt like there should have been a little bit more deepness into that okay it is yeah i guess it's like it's the like parents who are weirdly pretending to be the servants yeah Um, and for me like i felt like the fighting back and forth trying to control should have been more apparent and kind of awkward and weird and the daughter also i didn't like the daughter too much i felt like her character was kind of just like dry as well Mm. hmm Overall, it was it was good, but I just wasn't like, oh my god. Okay, like, so you weren't know. like, you weren't hyped about it, like. No, I liked us. Okay, yeah, yeah, us is great. Yeah, I love both yeah, of them. I thought honestly. us was good. Yeah, I liked both. Probably us like has grown on me like more over time, and uh, I had to watch. And it, like, I really liked Get Out kind of initially. Like, yeah, I had to watch us probably like three or four times to actually like appreciate it. I, was like, I feel like us is more like clever. complex. Yeah. Um, Get Out is like kind of like still ruminating on like the single theme. Yeah. Which this movie is also kind of doing. I don't know. I honestly, the scene in Get Out where he's talking to whatever, like the mother, but the like mom. she's like in the whatever, in the, in the maid's um, yeah, body. The and chair. she's yeah. like, as she's talking to him, she, she has like tears streaming down her face. It's so that spooky. Part was yeah. so awkward to me. Oh! <laughs> And I was just like, okay. 
it's like and then the no 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 i'm like okay <laughs> that's so funny okay so you just did not vibe with that movie i didn't i okay. really didn't vibe i i, didn't I, vibe I guess i just all. felt like when i was watching uh the skeleton key like one of the things i kept thinking was like it's so interesting to me that this movie is like ostensibly about like black people and kind of like the history of slavery and the elephant in the room but the gag for me is that like they don't cast black people right like they're literally right. like they're in white bodies which there's something like interesting to be said about that i guess but i don't feel like the film is so making commentary on that yeah here's a little funny quip okay they always said because <laughs> i thought it was funny because it's true she's like the black people never stay i was like that's yes. goddamn right we they don't have stay. that they, do. they, set it <laughs> they up. wanted they do black set it up. bodies but none of the black people stay no they <laughs> had that on. gag they did have that gag <laughs> and it would have been bad in some ways with a black main character too like that would have yes like, that's true you're some, right that, that would have been like coming from a different angle with some different concerns well and they had right. they did have like kate hudson's character talks to a former caretaker right who who yeah, did yeah and she told her to out. leave. yeah she told He's her like, she needs to leave that was mm. weird shit and i didn't stay and you shouldn't fucking stay so you're like right. it did set it up like that where it's that's like true she should have listened also, also when they did like the flashbacks of um the con like the sacrificing and all that stuff with the kids mm -hmm. <laughs> my kid was like wait so what happened to the kids i was like the kids are the ones that got hung and burned exactly <laughs> I was like, I was yeah like, oh, that's what happened i was like they switched just in time that is so like, funny so the too. kids were actually the older people and he's like oh you know, yeah like, <laughs> yep yeah, yeah, that's um, like, that's you know in his head I could tell he's kind of like that's fucked up. Yeah, yeah that's like we're putting up. that together, it's like so brutal. It's that too. mean horror, right? Yeah, like that we're talking mean. about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, especially and this one also, I remember it being mean because I didn't have any idea that Peter Sarsgaard was gonna be was gonna turn on her in the end. Or was gonna yeah, like, that when I first watched it, that got me too. Um, mm -hmm. and now that I look back on it, I'm like. Oh yeah, I wouldn't have trusted this guy from the beginning. I guess I was fifteen, and I was just like, "Well, he's attractive, right?" And he's trying to help her or whatever. But no, he's super suspicious the whole time, right? Yes. Why I also this is the first time we watched yeah, it. You know? I was, I was um, also dying at Peter Sarsgaard's Louisiana accent. I was dying at this like genteel, like what was that? Like He's getting maybe... into it. <laughs> I yeah. Was too. yeah 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 i was like don't do that again <laughs> yeah yeah don't do that again. <laughs> uh you get one time but that's it one time yeah. that's it that's that's your one that's it <laughs> but yeah it, it definitely makes you look back on the story that violet tells her to like kind of go back and comb it for clues like oh this yeah. is actually her telling is the mom of Cecile telling you this story. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, and she tells her the story like three times, and and nothing like clicks to her. Mm -hmm. Like how no. how she acquired it's the just, house. It's also like, really how funny. She acquired the house made no sense whatsoever. Yeah, it's she true. Has no imagination. And she's like, you kept their picture. She's like, oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, I like That's to. Yeah, like, I like to get, restore the house or preserve the house. I'm like, okay, you like to preserve the house, but you took all the mirrors down. Like, mm, that doesn't she's check like, out. Oh yes, like, I like to preserve the history. I can understand of this house. keeping something. Like, There's a room in like, here with a bunch of creepy stuff. That? No. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. I can understand like a table or a chair or something. <laughs> like, yeah. Not pictures. 
not a whole room (laughs) yeah that's um her kind of saying like oh well they you know they did voodoo out of like you know justice where they they took revenge on bad people Mm -hmm. and stuff and it's like okay Mm -hmm. that's her telling you that also (laughs) (laughs) well that's also interesting to talk to look at i guess like thematically like it's it's messy but it's still interesting to talk about because it's like you can also look at you know because john hurt's character right it's like well he didn't deserve this and like k hudson doesn't deserve this but it's like looking at the repercussions of like american racism and how they like their effect on everyone like as a society and how like like it bites white people in the ass too you know what i mean like it's like it's doing an interesting thing as far as like themes i don't know if they're doing that on purpose but it's like interesting to think about you know i thought it was i thought it was kind of like um clever on on you know the justice and cecile um Mm -hmm. characters because they're in a sense still you know trying to live also Mm because it doesn't last forever because that's what the other lady said she said it doesn't last forever Mm -hmm. and it kept on getting harder and harder for them to switch bodies because people stopped believing yeah yeah so you know it's just like they're running out of time just like everybody else is running out of time still so it's like you can't outrun your fate forever yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's the thing. They they have to make her, and then it's kind of interesting to think about it with that too, because you're like, wow, they did this. The course of this movie was because they had to make her believe, which I love, like almost like from a theatrical standpoint, mm-hmm. like they're theater producers, right? Like they're like, <laughs> we got to make this weird shit happen. We got to scare her. We got to do this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And I love that, like them kind of running around, like, "Ooh, let's make this happen." Ooh, let's tell her this, you know? Like, I don't know. I, I, I got a kick out of that too. Like, oh yeah, they had to produce it. I would be mad if I was Violet because the whole time Justify is at home in this big ass house. He's reading his Law for Dummies. Law for Dummies, dummies, right? (laughs) Law for Dummies. But you're in this nice ass house while I'm over here trying to make woman over here believe that witches and castles and all this other shit is happening right like she's doing the legwork for real legwork i'd be mad yeah that's well he already you know what he already got his body she's right he's like time to go that's true maybe he did more work maybe maybe they they tag team it right she's he's like i did the work for this body you gotta do the work for this body I wonder how they got Peter Sarsgaard. I'm I'm curious now. I wonder that's too. That, I was curious about how they got him too. I, I was like, I want to see that. Yeah, yeah I see that backstory. Oh shit! That, that side doing story. this whole production. They they tricked her into using the brick dust and when stuff. Skeleton yeah, in cinematic universe. Which is <laughs> yeah. Like, who gave you that? <laughs> she said, "Who gave you that that protection <laughs> spell? You dummy." <laughs> Okay, yeah, don't do that shit. Like, don't, yeah. don't, you don't know what you're messing with. You yeah. don't know what you're doing. You know what? This is giving me some appreciation of like the depth of how dumb Kate Hudson's character is. And she's like, huh, I got you. I'm going to do magic now. Now I like magic. I'm beating you at your own game. Now I do believe in right. magic. Right. I don't idiot. believe in this, but I'm going to do it. You know? Right. <laughs> Literally seals her fate, honestly. Like, yeah, her doing really. that spell not only yeah. traps her in that circle, but it also proves that she believes in it which allows them to do the switch the hubris well that means that she believed in it from the beginning Mm. oh interesting i like this i like this reading she believed in it from the beginning she just was in denial yeah she kind of was honestly like because she's like oh well i'm doing it for him but she has to like totally she's convincing herself that she's doing it just for him but really it's really for both of them yeah that's true right into it deep 
I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah, you know what? This is giving me some new appreciation. Wow. Right? Well, Shante, you're, you're making me... Like, you're, the expert is in the room, and I feel it. I am coming around more on this film. I you're told you, it. I love this movie. Yeah, it's like, I, I, it. I totally I didn't remember it. anything except for that uh, Peter Sarsgaard turns on her, um, and there's, like, menacing Spanish moss or whatever. That's pretty much all I really remembered <laughs> about uh, about the first viewing of this. So most of it came as a surprise for me. Honestly, <laughs> it was a fun... I had fun rewatching. I'm like, you know, I love, like, this... Tw- like, I love twists like this. Like, you, you know, and it is very much of its era in a way that's fun and, and nostalgic for me. Um, I do love seeing Kate Hudson in her little flip-flops. Like, yes. who does Not me. I was like, oh, my God, I forgot about flip-flops. Her little low-rise jeans with the, with the tank top. I was like, "Oh, that was the style." That was, that was the it. style. Yeah, I remember <laughs> thinking that her style was impeccable. Like, Lord help us, that was the style of the time. Ooh, never mm. been skinny enough for that. I'm like, but... yeah, not not many people are. <laughs> no, that's but, not a nice you know, style for, for yeah, the world. But more whatever. power to Kate Hudson for it. <laughs> uh, wow. So good. Wow. What a banger. Okay. Yeah, thanks for that yeah. one. This is a good one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we can move on to one that is a little more confusing, maybe. A esoteric. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Donnie Darko from 2001, written and directed by Richard Kelly. Donnie, a troubled teen in 1988 suburbia, 1988 suburbia, meets a giant rabbit named Frank, who tells him the world will end in about 28 days, just before surviving a jet engine falling onto his house. I met a new friend. Real or imaginary? Imaginary. Would you like to talk about this friend? Frank. Frank. What did Frank say? He said to follow him. Follow him? Where? Into the future. I'm going to tell you a little story today about a young man whose life was completely destroyed by these instruments of fear. Donnie is experiencing what is commonly called a daylight hallucination. I have to obey him. He saved my life. Has he ever told you about his friend Frank, the giant bunny rabbit? The what? Every living thing follows along set path, and if you could see your path or channel, then you could see into the future, right? What is going to happen? I only have a few days left before they catch me. We're just gonna stop. You should already know that. Do you think the world is coming to an end? No. That's stupid. Just a day in the life, you know? Who hasn't been there? Easy. Normal, normal stuff. In their house every now and then, you know? I mean, Mm -hmm. we all have an imaginary friend named Frank, right? It's the same rabbit man. I love Frank. (laughs) Okay, yeah the the creature design on this. Oh yes. Like there's, uh, I I was like reading on the Wikipedia right now where a dude was saying they he wanted it to look really unsettling, and after they made the suit, 
they brought it to like a high school for something and he because he wanted to see He's testing it out like how it struck people and he said yeah. things were really quiet and tense and he knew it was gonna work <laughs> done that's I've the done reaction you want yeah that's yeah. awesome yeah that that rabbit's creepy i actually have a 18 by 24 poster of frank <gasps> wow you gotta send us a pic i want to see that I, I I haven't framed it yet. I got to unravel it and everything. Okay. It's just oh been yes. Sitting there. So I've I've been living in this house for like three years, and I have like failed to move in <laughs> properly yet. True. Wow. Everybody's like, "Did you just move in, Shay?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> I've been here for three years. What are you trying to say? <laughs> oh my god. Well, stay tuned, listeners. We'll post a picture. Yeah. Once now's the time. Up. Listen. Once the frank goes up on the wall commemorate commemorate Definitely. us talking about I, this I have movie. to get a tight ass picture frame for it yeah okay you know what a good hack is though that i'm gonna tell you and all of our beautiful listeners <laughs> ooh, go ooh. to go to thrift stores for frames they're cheap oh, yeah, as yeah, fuck yeah, for sure and they look I just, cool i don't know what's taken me so long <laughs> but yeah it's just the executive this is a lifestyle podcast we're gonna get you to push this it up in lifestyle, your house right <laughs> I've gone to Goodwill for some of the clothes for the shorts. Okay, yeah. And I'm loving it. Get like, some frames. True. Get some frames next I've time. gotten all the props and stuff from Goodwill. Mm-hmm. I've I've gotten all of that stuff for like cheap. Wow, filmmaker like, hack. Yes. Okay. So this scene literally for for um for the breakthrough, all the furniture that was set up in there i set up everything i set up the whole you know office office like setting mm-hmm. i got all of that for free yes went on facebook market found furniture that people were giving away wow and just picked it up set it up right there lamps tables wow. the chairs the couches damn all okay this you is know like what? george romero status right here yeah like diy filmmaking i did wonder about this you're following in the footsteps i love it yeah yeah, so I was just like, cool. Yeah. I can so I have like a little mini prop house now in my house. Cool. I have a whole basement that has just a <gasps> bunch of random stuff. Oh um, my god, I love it. So I was just like, why wasn't I thinking about this earlier? Because I was like, oh, I gotta go to a prop house and rent this stuff from them, or I've got to do this and get that. And I'm just like, oh, and another hack, Amazon, take that shit back. True. Wow, thrifty filmmaking. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I was like, I'm related. surprised Amazon hasn't blocked me yet because I've bought so much shit and, and sent it back after. <laughs> they don't even notice. <laughs> How are they gonna know? You know, I was like, <laughs> so much money. They don't. They even resell know. it anyway. So exactly, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. You're just borrowing it. Yeah, You're just borrowing it, especially the clothes. Like the lending library, right? Yeah, right. Okay. that's what we yeah, should so be using it for. Like, I'll I'll purchase it. I'm like, don't get this dirty. And they're yeah. like, okay. And so we don't get dirty. I'm like, all right, get send this bitch back. I love <laughs> this. Okay. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> yes. I, I'm catching on. I'm catching on. So but yeah, like that that just brings like that whole I think I I think my my whole vibe is retro mod, which mm-hmm. I feel like Donnie Darko kind of has that retro mod vibe to it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, um, related this uh Donnie Darko was made for four point five million dollars, which uh Richard Kelly said was the absolute bare minimum to mm-hmm. do everything he wanted to do. 
I feel like you can kind of tell the way that he filmed this is really specific and I don't really know anything about cameras exactly, but um, it does have like a weird look about it. Like this movie is, it comes out, like the result of this movie is so dreamlike. And it's like partially, yeah, it's partially how strange like all the visuals look just like in terms of color. Yeah. Kind of uh, unsaturated, the opposite, right? A little bit. Uh, yeah, blue, it's depressing. Almost. Saturated. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is. It's super yeah. depressing. <laughs> you can kind of tell that this was made on a shoestring, and that kind of adds to the effect, I think, in many ways. Yeah, because um, he's he's losing his mind essentially, or he feels like he's losing his mind. He feels so why like not it. Convey that whole that whole on the edge vibe throughout the whole movie, even when when shooting. Yeah, like the chaos and all of that, the um, the not so sure is like it jumps. I feel like it jumps back and forth because I was confused when I watched it a couple of times, mm. and I was just like, "Wait, mm-hmm. what the fuck is going on?" And it's yeah. like you're trying to follow it, and you're just like, "Well, no, I got to watch it again to make sure that I'm understanding what's going on." And then when mm-hmm. I finally got it, I was just like, "Okay." I mean, this isn't. Like Skeleton Key, this rewards multiple viewings. Yeah. For sure. So I then I have a question: When did you guys first watch this movie, Lashante? Did you watch it when it first came out? I did. Okay. Yes. I watched this movie. I think I would have been like seventeen. I think I was in high school, so it was a few years after it came out. This but, was um, two thousand five. This is two thousand one. Two thousand one. Yeah, two thousand. Yeah, Woo! but when it first actually like. Uh, very an important fact about this movie, I think, is that it bombed um, when it came out because it came it out did. in October two thousand one. Nobody knew how to take it. It came out in October two thousand one and heavily featured mm-hmm. a plane crashing into something, like or at least yeah. a part of a plane. But still, um, they had to take that out of the advertisement. Yeah, I don't think I don't think so. Whenever this film came out. I don't think that it ever would have been marketed correctly because it doesn't sit in a cool. genre. Like, who it do you does, target? Right. Who's this would have been audience? a weird sell for any time, but for the like, time when it came out, it was like prophetic. Experimental, maybe? Yeah. yeah. But for post 9-11, didn't stand a fucking chance yeah. because they had to take out the plane. I found out that they literally changed. The font was Arabic for like some stuff in the trailer. They fucking changed the font. They're like, we can't oh, have really? that. <gasps> yes. Yes. Wow. Because it was Arabic font dude oh my god that's that's how far down the rabbit hole yeah my, my rabbit insane. pun there Bonnie, um, i think donnie darko if it came out now it would have done well well that's the thing it did it took a few years to catch on but the people who were going to like this movie definitely found it they found it which is so like then fast forward to like 2007 i was watching this with a boyfriend who showed it to me but he had seen it before and he would not shut the fuck up <laughs> and um i was so annoyed so the entire weird. time i remember this distinctly being like the worst two hours because oh. i was just like can you stop <laughs> and i think it was like i don't know there's like multiple things going on i'm watching it with multiple people all of us are mad at this like one dude for yeah. being for like talking right. the entire time we're all like we start kind of arguing at one point so i didn't remember very much about this movie <laughs> um except for the soundtrack for sure the soundtrack is amazing mm-hmm. And, like, I remember being annoyed about, like, how unclear the period setting was. Like, I was like, mm. is this supposed to take place in 1988? Like, right. but it doesn't really look like it. It doesn't. It I really thought it was, does... like, early, like, 
mid 90s maybe it did feel like that yeah yeah but this is interesting too because it also does very much feel like commentary on the early 2000s which i guess just kind of transfers into like any like conservative time period that you're living mm -hmm. in feels I, the same in some ways yeah i i read also that um they were considering him like a superhero yeah that's like a take that's a take for sure mm. and i'm like i don't see that i don't see it either mm -hmm. and uh, I have had my fill of superheroes for the rest of my life and into eternity. I'm like, he's a depressing um, superhero, if so. I mean, I guess you could say he's like an... I mean, he's definitely like... They're definitely setting him up to be a Christ figure, right? Like, he literally, like, they have, like... What is it? The Last Temptation of Christ playing at the movie yes. theater when they go? Yeah. Yes. Um, and the Evil Dead. So, I mean, he's meant to be, like, something, but he's certainly not, like, what you would think of, I don't know, as a superhero. Like, when... When I first first watched this movie, I had long been obsessed. I didn't watch it when it first came out because I was young and wasn't allowed to watch anything weird. We're going to have to talk to your mom. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, I have since reconciled with it. I mean, like, she was, like, literally, like, I'd be up because I had nightmares, like, without anything. So she's like, look, I already lose enough sleep over your weird fucking horror <laughs> mind, so that's enough. I don't need to give it more fuel. But um, Yeah, that's totally fair. So I didn't watch this movie until probably 2008, I would say, 2008. Um, yeah, because it was the fall of my freshman year of college. Yeah, it was. Um, okay, yeah, so fall of my freshman year of college, and I watched it alone in my dorm room. When Remember when YouTube um, only allowed 10-minute videos at a time? Yes. And remember when YouTube was you could watch movies in yeah, 10 minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it wasn't heavily regulated and you could watch movies on there. Right. So I, I watched it on YouTube in a series of like under 10 minute clips alone in my dorm room. It was like the perfect, honestly for me, like. Struggle that's, like, we the went perfect, through back then. But, but that's, that's also like the perfect viewing experience yeah, for this that exact is, that film. You really captured the zeitgeist with that yeah. one. Yeah, and <laughs> I had been long obsessed with, um, since since i don't know like way before like early high school even before that the gary jules cover of mad world from this movie okay. um i literally i'm this is like very nerdy but like a friend and i were both musicians and we somewhere in the world is floating like our cover of gary jules mad world because we recorded it and um i literally hadn't heard tears for fears like the original i had not heard it and so when i first heard it i was like ugh. This sucks. <laughs> Yuck. The Gary Jules one is far superior. And I've since come around. Like, I like the Tears for Fears version, okay? I'm not, like, a plebeian or whatever. But, um, yeah, so anyways, that was, like, my weird context. Like, I had never seen it, and then I finally watched it, and and I was like, hell yeah, this is great. And it holds up really, really well. Like, I think it's an amazing movie, honestly. Yeah, watching yeah. it again, it really struck me just how much of, like, kind of late 90s, early 2000s, like that like mean empty vapid culture um that also like feels like something hostile like uh kind of lurking just beyond the frame like mm -hmm. it, it just really captures that vibe in such an interesting way yeah. 
it was kind of yeah it was like and in the fact that it came out at a time where it was weirdly prophetic like it had come mm. like just after columbine happened um, yeah. which was also problematic for the movie because he has a gun at one point yeah but it's also like yeah. the movie has to do these things like like can we not make course. movies anymore like yeah yeah like, we have to have a troubled teen with a gun we have to have a plane falling on something right. like that's it's part of the right and it comes out like right before it comes out right after like and it it was made right before 9-11 happened like yeah. it's just like it it captured and it like too well it was too close it was too like there's that like really deep on we about like american pol- politics in this film and mm-hmm. not in a way that like it doesn't hit you over the head with it but it's very much there like even but with, it's, like, it's definitely there like in the like so much of it feels so familiar like having it like the fact that the fucking gym teacher is like weirdly showing them this like proprietary video about oh some, my like, god pseudo philosophical yes. religious yes. bullshit yes. it's like the gym teacher but they have to do it for class um right for grade like or whatever that, that is like that's such a like weirdly specific thing that you're like oh yeah we've all been there like look i'm awkward i feel awkward you letting watch this you feel awkward watching this let's just get it over yeah and (laughs) and the parents trying to do book banning oh shit that was all too relevant right now yeah right yeah it's just like there's definitely some fucking time is a flat circle shit yeah or even just like the image of like i think of that kid um on the trampoline with the reagan mask Mm -hmm. like there's just little things that are like Which is another reason I think, um, so, I mean, like, what I saw when I was kind of looking up stuff around this movie, and I don't know if this is, like, actually, I don't have it from, like, the mouth of Drew Barrymore or anything, but, like, it's, it seems to be credited, like, Drew Barrymore's presence, her production company is the one who financed it. Right. So she's the one who, who forked over that four point whatever billion, million dollar, billion. (laughs) Can you imagine? (laughs) 4.5 billion dollars. It would be, it would be a Marvel superhero film with that much money. Um, okay. But, uh. It's her money, basically, her production company's money that made this film, like, be financed, but also, like, people kind of largely credit, like, her presence on the film, like, not only in the film, but, like, just kind of backing it um, as, like, getting it a theatrical release at all. That makes sense. Because I think with its political ennui and, like, subtle commentary, and not so subtle sometimes, um, I don't, I don't think... I think people didn't want it in the theater. Like people didn't want it to be seen. You know, it was oh, not yeah. something that they wanted, and particularly post nine eleven. This definitely feels movie. like a movie that slipped through the cracks. It wasn't supposed to be made. Uh, yeah, honestly, I mean, and it's weird because like I haven't seen anything else from this filmmaker. But I think this... he kind of fell off. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, he did. He made I like one other movie that I've heard of. He made Southland Tales. Yeah, I've heard not great things about Southland Tales. I heard mm-hmm. it's a mess. Who's in and... that? I haven't heard of that. I don't know. I heard it's messy, though. I mean, like, we should watch maybe just for posterity's sake. But, like, mm-hmm. this film is so good. Like, it's one of those films that's just kind of out like out of left field, right? Like, it's like, whoa, shit, where did you come from? Like, I don't know where you know to what? put you. I don't know where you came from, but you're you know great. What other movie kind of threw me off that was really fucking good? What? Red State. I haven't oh, seen, I haven't seen that one, but that's another, like, kind of passion project. Like, this one yeah, was. Yeah, like, that one, it's not generally horror. Okay. But it has its moments where you're like, oh my gosh, like this shit could really fucking happen. Like it was creepy in the sense of the, the rules that they had to do. Like if someone did something wrong, this is what we do to you. Okay. Something wrong in the, in the, um, compound or whatever, you know? Yeah. So I thought, I thought it was very clever. I loved it. I, I was very shocked. Um, 
because I think it was a uh, Kevin. Oh wait, Smith. shit! I have seen Red State. Yeah, I just looked it up. Where he, Josh, take, where he plastic wrapped that fool dude, all the way and, up and then and, shot that fool in the head. And John Goodman's oh. in it. John Goodman. Oh, I love it. It's you. a great movie. You're right. Thank dude. you for bringing that up. I love that movie. And you're right. Yep. Yes. Wow. I forgot so about that one. Okay. That's so interesting. Good. I was I was very surprised by that movie. Okay. Now I need to watch it. It's a good It's yeah. a good one. Wow. Thank you. Deep cut again. Okay. Red yeah. State. Love yeah. It. Well, and I do. I think that I have in common that like this one is he... Okay, first of all, also, uh, this film was both written and shot in 28 days. Ooh, That's spooky. Which deals with the oh, plot. Is this, Hello. Was this Jake? Is it Gyllenhaal or Gyllenhaal? I say Gyllenhaal. I think it's Gyllenhaal. I say, I say Gyllenhaal for some reason, but it might be Gyllenhaal. So Jake <laughs> Gyllenhaal. I'm yeah. sorry if I butcher his last name. <laughs> He's this fine. His first, was this his first movie? close to I it at least so. um he's very little in this it was our boy seth rogan's first f- movie though yes and seth i didn't rogan. even notice that i did not know him it. at the time i didn't <laughs> I know forgot, him did like, not entirely. notice he was even in it yeah dude it's funny it's a small role i mean and maggie had been in a couple of things up until that point but i don't think a lot jake was bigger than she was at this it's time it's like one of those things that clicks with you afterwards you know mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like you've seen him but it's, it, it didn't click until after you've like seen him in something yeah. else and you're like why the fuck does he look familiar yeah we can probably talk a little bit about one thing that really struck me about this watching it this time was how stilted all the dialogue and the performances are hmm. it all it's feels kind of really strange creepy, right yeah it's weird and it Everything. works it works entirely yeah. for it because this whole film operates on kind of dream logic but i was laughing because there is a scene where i swear to god drew barrymore is reading lines like Dude. out of frame <laughs> Um, for, Which she's one? Like, now I want to go see it. It's a scene where she's talking to um, the principal in in his office, and I'm like looking at her, and the entire time she's speaking, she's like looking down. Yeah, and I'm like, she's reading. <laughs> you reading? It's weird. So uh, her whole performance is weird in this. Her whole performance. Everyone's performance is weird in this. That's um, true. I think it's an, it's obviously intentional. I feel like it's yeah. different. Like I felt like this was a universe of awkwardness yeah like we definitely. weren't in a real we weren't in present day we were in a whole different parallel universe and this is what what's happening yeah yeah and, and this is like I, this is totally a vibe of like kind of early 2000s film too i think especially indie film where like if you look at something like whatever like the science of sleep or eternal sunshine of the spotless yeah. mind which are both yeah, in Andre, so, so maybe i'm just talking or about him cheeseburger mo- phone movie what is that one called again juno juno that one has that kind of awkwardness oh, as yeah well. definitely there's like but there's definitely like a vibe of like this has been like kind of built out of cardboard kind of shit like the, we're like we might like surpass the veil of reality kind of stuff yeah yeah that's um, true and i mean like we're also we've also got like the matrix in there and kind of so like we're all like kind no. of thinking about we're yeah this, the yeah this the boundaries of reality me at the end okay and it and and i still think about it till this day (laughs) (laughs) i'm so fucking weird i think about random shit (laughs) like driving i'm like hmm (laughs) Hmm. why (laughs) (laughs) um so donnie basically saved himself from being smushed by yeah. the jet engine well frank helped a little bit but you know mm-hmm. frank kind of saved him yeah yeah he saved himself from from so he saw his death basically yes that bothers me oh because of the time travel rule of like not why 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 he didn't that see himself though because i feel like doesn't that fuck with things i mean yeah 
yes like if you're looking at this from like a strict like time travel like it's it it almost shouldn't work or whatever with yeah. time travel logic like certainly which also kind of lends itself to like what happened what yeah. is this movie well, did the, he just have a mental is... breakdown we don't really know yeah exactly. yeah like, i'm like, like the, the plane like the engine that frank. fell off was I, like I, i'm like where's frank <laughs> yeah. yeah was frank the the boyfriend the whole time yeah i was frank that's why frank is so creepy to me always. frank is a mysterious figure. the scene where they're in the theater and he is talking to frank and he says like take off your suit and he takes off the head and he's like got the, the eye. like eye wound is so scary and surreal and creepy this the, this film really pulls off surrealness yeah, yeah it does and he in a way that like you don't see many other movies doing no. like the um the scene where they go to school like kind of all the sweeping shots of um the high school like yeah, while, yeah, yeah, yeah. um tears for fears is playing yes um, oh, so good which i guess they changed the song in the director's cut um, and I, I don't like that at all, <laughs> but maybe they don't t- change that song, but they changed the order of the songs around. I was reading about, and I was like, you know what? I don't like this at all. I think you're like, I don't, want, I don't want it in the same place. Yeah. 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 I guess like there was some like kind of disagreement within the production about doing that scene that way because they thought it looked like an indulgent music video. And I was like, <laughs> but it's so good. The movie would not be the same without love, that. So it we'll does kind of music video while we're at it. It also, it as it's like swinging like around, it does like, like that. It does yeah. important things. Like there's, there's like actual development happening. Well, also, I don't think there's anything wrong with it looking like an indulgent music video. I no. love like when I was watching this, um, this time around, I was thinking about like how refreshing it is to kind of have something where it's like, we're we're being indulgent for a second like to kind of let you sit in something Mm -hmm. because not a lot of films kind of have the confidence to let you sit in something yeah and yeah you are being introduced to these characters but it is kind of like a in a vibe kind of way where you're just vibing with the music the whole song kind of plays out i think i'm gonna drive people crazy with my shit because i'm a (laughs) slow burn girl i love a slow burn so they're like with let them eat i all the comments that i was reading they're like oh my gosh i was just like on edge all the time like what the fuck is going to happen you know people just <laughs> yeah. that. Like, I was just, yeah because like, it starts to tease you, you. it's like oh she's already it. popping off and it's like no yeah, never mind like, she was just thinking like, about it girl like what wait hold yeah. on <laughs> you know like you gotta make them horny for it a little like, bit yep, that happened and then <laughs> like for breakthrough this one's a super slow burn like nice. it's gonna be like a it's a uh therapy session Hmm, so okay. Treated it exactly like a therapy session. Um, <laughs> nice. So I'm intrigued. So that's why okay. I'm, um, Roman, he's like, Shay, there's a lot of dialogue. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of reflective <laughs> listening from the therapist. Yeah. Hmm, so, sounds like this. Right. <laughs> so that's to awesome. keep it interesting, you know, we've added some little s- snippets and whippets and all that great shit in there yeah. to keep it keep it going but i think they're gonna fucking love this one do you guys want to hear my hot take about donnie darko yeah oh, do yeah. it do. so you need to know this about me because candace knows this about me but you don't uh, i'm a weird uh weirdly into christmas rom-coms like really bad christmas rom-coms i like finding the worst ones. you too <laughs> <laughs> wait okay is this do you you as well <laughs> guilty Okay. I was just watching one yesterday. Okay. Oh my god. Yes. All right. Kindred spirit. Okay. Okay. So oh, you get it. But, I was here's... watching the one where she went. Uh, she was the hairdresser, 
and she wants to go uh she wants to go to the prince's um country and and do the wedding there wow. oh my and god i forgot what it was called i love already. a prince one i love a prince and she one. and he the only reason why he found out about her was because um she they have the same name to the popular hair hair salon <laughs> got it mixed up oh my and god he comes to the salon and it's like a hole in the wall and he's like you're known around town like you're the, the celebrity <laughs> stylist and she's like yeah oh you my know? gosh like i fucking love it guilty i'm with okay you. So the thing with Christmas rom-coms to me, and I like finding the worst ones, because I think that they're really, like, one step away from being, like, a really off-kilter horror film. Like, a lot of times, yeah. like, you can kind of do, like, what if it's a Black Mirror episode and this is a clone or something like that? Like, there's, like, weird things you can do with your brain when you watch these. And yeah. um, so uh, that's part of the reason I like them. Um, and I th so this film has, you know, it takes place beginning of October, and it has the countdown calendar. Mm -hmm. And also... For me, what I noticed this time around was a big theme, even though it, it upends it and makes fun of it. Um, the the one guy talks about like the lifeline. So there's fear, there's love, and you mm -hmm. act in one or the other. And as much as the film like disproves that guy and makes fun of that guy, it actually upholds that theme because mm -hmm. Donnie Darko is afraid. He's afraid of death. Mm -hmm. He's afraid of life. He's afraid of mm -hmm. all everything, right? And like he his actions belie that truth and then at the end ultimately he makes this decision of sacrifice out of love mm -hmm. and so he actually does a full circle arc and it's really cool and fun anyways but my hot take is that this is the one and only halloween rom-com <laughs> <laughs> okay i was i was going to i was going to add in a thought about Can a scene in this that i feel one? like oh my gosh the time they did. This, this, is there a horror rom com out? Is there one? Uh, yeah, Donnie Darko. It's called Donnie Darko. Besides Hello. Donnie Darko, <laughs> yeah, actually, so is there we, one in twenty twenty two yet. I yeah. mean, you could say Freaky is kind of a horror rom com, I guess. But we made a we made a list of horror romances that um, that's true, but they're not really rom coms. Not, no, none though. of them are comedies. Dude, so yeah, I can't do romance, comedy, and horror. It's I can't do that. It's oh, too you much. Know what warm bodies? Yeah. That's Warm one. Bodies. Was that with yeah, Nicholas, I don't, and I don't, uh, want, I don't want to watch that one. It's not. That's with the girl from Witches. I don't really love that the one. Discovery of Witches, right? Oh shit! Really? Maybe. I think so. Okay. Okay. Amber Heard or something like that. Okay. I can't so remember. I'll have to look it up. I'll have to see. You're probably that's right. I always one, thought right? that yeah, movie looked really where he, bad. Where he turns back to human. Yeah, it's a bad yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, it looks so cheesy. I, love, I don't I think it, it works. I thought it was cute. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was fun. I just don't, I just, you gotta only do two of them. I can have horror romance, horror comedy. But what if I told you that John comedy. Malkovich is in it? <laughs> that does help it slightly. That does, <laughs> that help, does slightly. help it a little bit. <laughs> you probably still won't like it, though. So that, and that's fair. Um, but yeah, so I guess there are some, but this is the, I think this is the only Halloween rom com. Okay, let me bring say. up this scene because I think it okay. fits with right, this, right. uh, this take. <laughs> I'm ready. Um, when Jenna Malone first comes into the class and she's like, I'm new and it's already like kind of awkward or whatever. Mm -hmm. And Drew Barrymore says, sit next to the boy you think is the cutest. Oh my God. Oh I'm my like, God. okay. Can you not call me out like that? Dude, like, this works. This like, I I'm hid. like, this works, but I'm like, I don't know what this was intending to do because um, 
that's the most humiliating thing you could do to a student. Literally. Right. She's coming into your class. I'm like, she is an evil bitch. I would <laughs> like, leave. I why would she do? Yeah, I'd be like, oh, okay, I guess I'll not come in this class. Bye. I guess right. I, I'm, I quit school. Yeah, I'm going to go sit on the hole. floor right here. Let's judge you. I cannot possibly do that. Oh so, hey, and welcome she, to our school. And she now looks you're going at, to judge everybody. <laughs> she looks at Jenna Malone's face and determines what she's thinking. And she's like, you, get out of that seat. She wants I to sit know. next to him. Yeah. Oh, like, oh. yeah. So, uh, like, it this, does work like a rom com. It, it works though. It works like a rom com in like a oh. So this is ostensibly supposed to be romantic, but yes. I, the way I'm looking at it is like, if this happened in real life, I would kill myself. Yes. Right. I would die inside. <laughs> no, you're so right. It does. So awkward. Dang. Wow. This is a hot take now. Hot take episode. <laughs> this is it. like, hey, let's break the ice. You move. <laughs> god yeah we're working off the rom-com um framework here oh yeah and also it's it's also it fits because that's an incredibly het move as well yeah very very hetero extremely het yeah what if she doesn't even like boys but right we're not talking about that because it's 1988 i guess 1988 (laughs) nobody's nobody's come out yet yeah exactly so yeah yeah we have that and in general, like their romance is kind of weird. Like this, uh, honestly, it, it was very awkward. And it's very off kilter, like, and it feels kind of it feels like in kind of a dreamlike way. I felt like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it felt kind of like in a dreamlike way where they just drift together, and you're like, okay, well now they're together, right? And yeah. they both have emotional problems, and they take all their they they have messed up families, and he takes all his emotional stability pills or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, I really like I kept commenting on how super millennial this movie feels. Oh my gosh. It I definitely it. like the generational conflict. I feel it. Yeah, yeah. he was very it, like I said, this this movie, like, it was very depressing. Mm-hmm. I felt like he for me, I felt like he was never going to get out of the funk that he was in. He's definitely one of those characters that feels like horror movies are chock full of who just don't belong in the world and they have to leave yeah. it. He's too end. smart and he's really bitter about it. And he's also like, yeah. you know, and his like smartness also borders into just like meanness and violence too. Ooh, but okay, so I have, a, I have a friend who's like super, super fucking smart. Yeah. And doesn't hang out with too many people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't hang out with people just because I have like hardcore anxiety and I just don't like hanging around a crowd of people. Yeah. But for him, cause I asked him, I was like, why don't you hang out with people? He says mm-hmm. one, he can't relate. Okay. Two, you know, on the relation type part thing, like he can't come, he can't be on that same level as most mm-hmm. people because of his intelligence. Like he finds it boring and unfulfilling. Which, yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm like, that's fucking depressing. <laughs> like, well, that's you don't have anyone to talk to. Is your friend Donnie Darko? Yeah, because that sounds really Donnie Darko. It sounds very similar, but I also think he is mean. But I also feel like he. It's funny that you say that because he is very mean and he has moments of being incredibly mean and violent. But he, for the people that he decides not to be he's so incredibly kind yeah that's true and like even i even think about not just jenna malone who he wants to get in her pants but like <laughs> um the sparrow what's her name rebecca skip oh, rebecca roberta sparrow, sparrow, roberta sparrow yeah. 
Um, Grandma Death. Grandma Death, an amazing character Oh, name. my God. Badass. He's so kind to her before he even knows that there's a connection that That's he wants true. to pursue. Right. And he's even kind... He's, he's kind in a way that he he's messing up, but he's kind to the one character that keeps getting bullied. That's true. What's her name? I don't remember what her name is, um, but yeah. But um, the one student that keeps getting bullied. And so, like, he has this kind of... I don't know. Like, I, I, I was struck by that because this film you know frank says like 28 days till the world ends and so you're like oh my god oh my god and in a, in a, again in another way this is kind of like an anti-superhero film right because it's his world it's his world ending. Right. it's very small yes. it's very it's very like a tribalism mentality mm -hmm. right where it it's gives like me i feel like brightburn was kind of based off of off of this like the the whole okay brightburn yeah okay i haven't seen it but i know what it's about so i i totally feel like that's correct yeah i mm -hmm. and it's such a small it is his, it's his world it's a small thing and it's like he cares about who he cares about and then he speaks out against what he thinks what he sees as a threat right and he's right wrong. about yeah. i mean he's right about oh, yeah, patrick sure. swayze yes he's absolutely and, and that's one that's one sacrifice that happens at the end is that he exposed him in the timeline where he doesn't die and he undoes that that, that yeah, was great that. but isn't that funny because yeah i was thinking about that this time too because i was like wow well this pedophile doesn't get discovered anymore but then i was also thinking yeah but i don't think his younger sister is going to be dancing right now i don't think mm -hmm. she's going to that competition because now they're they've lost like they've lost their family member in a freak accident like mm -hmm. That kind of irrevocably, so it's like, yeah, that that pedophile is going to go on to do horrible things, mm -hmm. but um, Donnie Darko doesn't care. He cares mm -hmm. about his yeah, people. Yeah, he only cares about right. his people. So it, which yeah. is such a unique, like we don't have to get all big and grand about it, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's like focusing on like the people in your life. Like, wow, it's an yeah, take. you're right. Yeah, so I don't know. I like this. Uh, it's fun to think about the themes in this movie and what they do with them. I love it when there's like so many different ways, like yeah, a movie can go. Yeah. Me too. And it makes you like ponder and you're like, I wonder if this is what they were trying to accomplish. And if it wasn't, this is what happened. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's the good thing about art. You know, you can just kind of take take different things from yeah, it. Yeah, that's art, baby. Hell yeah. Art, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I think I cried a little bit during that movie. I mean, yeah, just because I could feel the emotions, you know, like the frustration, like I was frustrated. He does. With, he with acts the shit out of this. He does so good. Yeah, he he does really good. He plays it so well. And it's fun to see him play off Maggie. Like that sibling yeah, vibe is yeah. so spot on. I mean, because they are, you know? Yep. So And I love her also. They're both really hot in it, also. <laughs> they are both really hot. She looks really good in that Halloween costume. Yeah. So man. Oh, okay, yeah, also I, the nostalgia. Oh. Well, this is like a Go stupid ahead. point. Um, this is not even a point. It's just like an observation <laughs> that I had fun with. There was like, you know, so we're this movie came out in two thousand one, and they're doing like a nostalgia thing with eighty eight, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But then watching it in two thousand, the year of our Lord, two thousand and twenty two, this weird rabbit hole of of nostalgia for me when he grabs for the keys from the bowl on like the coffee table or whatever, and there's the blockbuster card there. Mm -hmm. Oh and yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, they didn't do even in 2001 they didn't do that for nostalgia like that was still just a thriving business yep. but for me i'm like oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I was actually watching um uh one of these tiktoks because mm -hmm. you know i'm too old for doing tiktoks but i can watch them <laughs> you're still. watching them though yeah so they're talking about <laughs> 
how if Netflix keeps adding more, <laughs> keeps upping the prices, <laughs> Blockbuster and uh, Hollywood Video are going to come back. <laughs> and I was like, I hope they do. <laughs> I miss going into Blockbuster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Video. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me too. Bring mm-hmm. them back. Damn it. I watched a lot of movies just from looking at the cover in the video store. Yeah, and like, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It, yeah. Yes. Um, I will also say, like, one stray note that I have is that one of the few things I really remembered specifically about this movie um, from when I first watched it was Jenna Malone getting run over by the car. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, first of all, not enough cars used in horror, in my opinion. Hmm. Getting hit by a car is a rich vein of horror that's really scary they to me. They use it, but not the right, right. way. Yeah. Like, the car not starting all of a sudden. Right, yeah. exactly. Are you fucking kidding me? You yeah. drove over here yeah. with the car not working right? Yeah, it's dumb. Like, yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but uh, strips and not check the car first. I right. will say, like, I remembered the that scene as being like more graphic than it really was. Um, mm-hmm. at yeah. least like more kind of like longer. Mm. Um, like in maybe, my mind, you can like, it. yeah, maybe in my mind, you can kind of see the car like specifically like mm. roll right over her. Um, and like it looks more realistic, I guess, than yeah. what actually happens. But I think that speaks to how fucked up that scene feels. It's traumatic. Yeah, Dude, well, that was that was very intense. Like, and her body looks too fine afterwards. But also, that's kind mm-hmm. of okay because it fits with the whole like dream vibe yeah, that you were exactly. talking about. Um, you know what happened. Like, mm-hmm. you understand that she got hit and he's carrying her, and you understand that, and it's already horrifying. Just the thought. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, that um, I think that kind of hammers it home. Is like it's it's horror to me. It is it's a horror, horror movie though. to oh, me. Fuck yeah! It's yeah, it's sad. It's scary. It's just like you're in your you're in your head the whole time. It's like you can't get out of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're in your own prison. That's the millennial story. There you go. Oh, yes, that's it. I'm <laughs> claiming it for us. <laughs> Good. Unfortunately, we have to. Yeah, we have to. This is our generation's anthem. I was like, yeah. I am not a millennial. And they're like, yes, you are. Yeah, <laughs> <I'm> like, barely. <laughs> oh, my God. Well. Like, I am barely. <laughs> yeah, well. Whatever. So that's all the time we have for today. But Lashante, if you want to point people to where they can go and check out your shit, obviously yeah. we talked about Let Them Eat, which is on YouTube. But any it's already on there. We've yeah. got over fifty-eight thousand views already, I think, and that was Very just nice. word of mouth. So I'm pretty happy about that. Oh yeah, so I'm hoping yes. this next one hits higher. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. So our YouTube Dark Creeds Productions. Just type that in and it should pop up. Um, same for our Instagram, uh, Dark Creeds Productions. And, you know, I post stuff on there every now and then, some random stuff. We've got our website up that people can subscribe to for newsletters and also for actors. We do casting calls. So um, any anybody that's an actor editor whatever they want to subscribe they need to i highly advise they subscribe to it because we i personally look for people the actors editors dps all of that um so i i like to work with like-minded individuals and not try and 
make this a head honcho thing where it's, we're using bigger production companies or whatnot. So I want to keep it smaller and use all independent artists. Very nice. All right. Well, and if you want to check out any of this, oh, can people follow you anywhere? Like social media kind of? Yes, they can follow us on Instagram. They can follow us on Twitter if they want, but I'm not on Twitter that much. Uh, More of an Instagram girl. Facebook, we're on there. And then, um, like I said, our website and YouTube for sure. Subscribe to the YouTube page because that's where we're going to put most of our stuff on. All right. Yeah. And you can find any of that stuff in the show notes. Also, if you are wanting a link to click on, just go ahead and go to that. And um, you can follow us too at NYFG pod on Twitter and Instagram or just not your final girl on Facebook. And also follow Claire Holland, who wrote the book that's our namesake. I am not your final girl, a book of horror themed poems. You can follow her on Twitter at Claire C. Writes. You can follow Brian Demarest, also who made our show artwork at Evil Flynn on Instagram. He takes commissions too. So if you're looking for I hit him artwork, up. Yeah, yeah, you did. Hell yeah. Everybody loves Brian. Yeah. Yeah. So um, thanks also to Pass for a Lock. For technical and emotional support, you can follow him at Phantom Stranger on Facebook. And thanks to our network, Morbidly Beautiful. You can um, go to their site, uh, morbidlybeautiful.com. Check out the other shows on the network. Some cool ones, some that cover more recent releases, some that have different kind of themes. There's also essays, some written by us. Check those out. Nice. And um, actually, we don't really have essays. We have more lists, but maybe soon. We'll do essays, essays at some point. Yeah. Yeah, and there's also stuff by other people, so check that out. Thanks also to Ariel for our song. It's called Under Your Skin, and you can find it in any of the music places, but if you go to Bandcamp and pay money, that pays her, so we appreciate that. Let's do that. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks to you, listeners. We love you. love you. And that's it for today, so... That's it for us. Yeah, we'll see you later. Bye! Thanks for coming on, Lashante! Bye, guys! Thank you!